Hello. Hello. Welcome to uh, But It's a Classic, the show where we look at films old and new. Today we're looking at Rocky Horror Picture Show, 1975. Great film. Um, this feels like deja vu, Ferdy. This does. Yeah. Basically, what happened oh. was uh, we've experienced some major technical first, difficulties. Our first run Our first, yeah, yeah, our first major technical difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um the first half of the recording is just gone. It's just gone. <laughs> we just don't have ether. it. Yeah, it either didn't record or it stopped recording yeah. and deleted or the SD card fucked up. Basically, mm. we've just watched Rocky Horror we've, Picture we've, Show. Yeah, this is like technically the second half. Yes, this is the second half. So um, it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Yeah. We're just gonna. Sorry. Yeah. Apologies, guys. Um, What's really sad is this is the last episode. Yeah, I know of the term <laughs> before we do the summer break, which is so fucking yeah. ironic. Bit peak. But um, whatever. But That's, what was, I think the first time I've used peak as well. Bit peak. Please don't do it again. Uh, I might. <laughs> the worst thing about all of us, I tell you what, mm. is at the end of quote unquote the first part. Oh God, yeah. I went. Oh, I see you shiver in Antissa. And I was like, funny. Oh, and then when we come back, I'll open it up with patient. Oh, so it'll really be like, funny. It's funny, like in like the movie. In the movie. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Right. I'll do a rundown. Oh, also, just yes. sorry, just to get it out of the way, we also um, no longer have our Joker reference. Uh, so we've got oh. to say Joker from, from the, the movie, movie Joker. Joker. Cool. Right. Please continue. Okay. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Originally in 1973, stage musical in the UK, Richard by um, Richard by written by Richard O'Brien. <laughs> Whilst he was out of work, he was a creative actor on stage. Became a hit overnight. Not overnight, that's a lie. Hyperbole. Um, what? Whoa. That's me reacting to yeah. hearing that information for the first time. Um, transferred to America <laughs> shortly after. 1975 became a really big cult classic film. One of the most cult classic films ever. Queer. Really great. Um, you do sing-alongs in Prince Charles Theatre in the UK. I'm um, in London and it's one of the most popular long-running of the sing-alongs ever. Got meatloaf's in it, Tim Curry's in it. There we go. Right. Great, amazing, <laughs> incredible. Brilliant. That's I, we've done it. That's the entire first. Shall we half, add basically. in the for the for the little break intro music in between? Oh yeah, let's do. Should we do that? Okay. <laughs> okay. We're gonna watch the film. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, we're gonna go watch the film now. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Give yourself over. No, 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 no. I see you shiver with Antissa. Click were. That's the sound of the thing that we normally put in. Yeah. The little like yeah, film yeah, thing. Yeah. The film thing. And now we're back. Patient. Hey! Hey! Amazing. Sight, man. We speed run. <sighs> speed run this episode. Such a shame because okay. it was quite an interesting first time. Yeah, it we was. We talked about queer theory. Yeah. And we did, I think, accidentally bit. make light of Meatloaf's death. We did. But, you oh, know, that's okay. it's all right. I mean, you've brought reference to it again now. Oh, but oh, they well. don't know if it was that bad. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rundown of the film. Mm. Brad and Janet are a couple of normal, normal fun time kids. They've just got engaged. Uh-huh. Um, and they're driving along one night. They're about to uh, meet up with their old professor. Um, Dr. Everett, Dr. Everett, Everett Scott. Scott. And their tyre gets burst. What, what? And they find the big old mansion in the middle of nowhere to use her phone. We're in a hurry. <laughs> we'll just uh-huh. say who we are and then go back to the car. We don't need, mean to be any trouble. Well, you got cut with a flat, Will. How about that? <laughs> anyway, I'm a bit loony right now because I'm so pissed that we lost yeah, the first half. Yeah, I know. Um, yes, yeah, so that's the rundown of the film. Yeah. Dr. Frankenfurter, he makes Rocky. He's a kind of Frankenstein creature. 
What did you think of it, Ferdy? <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yep. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, completely off the wall ridiculous, but it knew that it was completely off the wall ridiculous. Yes. And that's what makes you enjoy something off the wall ridiculous. Um, I did think for a, <laughs> for a movie called The Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm. Rocky Horror himself played a very minor role. Yes. Very as a minor role. stud muffin yeah. with no lines. <laughs> yeah, a stud muffin with, with no lines. He has a couple of sex. Yeah. Just a couple just of a sexes. Just a couple of sexes. Yeah. Um, and I then know. sings at the end and does a King Kong. He does. He does sing at the beginning as well. He does sing at the That's true. He does do a little bit My of a My life sing is song. a mystery. That song. Yeah. Yeah. What a lovely boy. I boy. I said this during the, uh, when we were watching it as well, um, I did not expect him to have the fucking Children of the Corn <laughs> platinum blonde bowl cut. Yeah. I, it's like... Such a weird choice. From the forehead down, mm-hmm. he's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> but like, from the forehead up, I caramba, I know. am I right? I mean, he's got a lovely face. It's just a terrible haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, from the he's forehead a, down. He's objectively a yeah, nice absolutely. looking guy, yeah. unfortunately. It's just um, a haircut. Unfortunately. Unfortunate haircut. Yeah. I said yeah. to Ferdy halfway through the viewing, mm. his hair is very reminiscent of what mine looked like during first lockdown when I couldn't go to a hairdresser's. <laughs> um, obviously not in platinum blonde, uh, no, brunette, but that kind mm. of slightly overgrown, unintentional bob yes. is what it was yeah. very reminiscent of. Mm. Um, yeah, so did you, and songs, music, what, you know? Yes, yeah, so that's another it? thing. So in the first half, mm. Phoebe brought up uh, the trepidation. I know, my hesitancy. Uh, yes, uh, about me potentially disliking it mm-hmm. um, for the same reason well. that I disliked some of the songs in... Uh, one of the songs in Singing in the Rain. Yes, one of the songs mm. in Singing in the Rain. Um <laughs> Yes, I I thought it was I thought it was fine. Nice. I like the thing is it acknowledge it was. I said this in the first half as well. I I need to stop saying that because no one will no no one will know. Yeah, I said like five slurs. I didn't actually. Didn't I? Didn't say that. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, um, it seems well going into it knowing nothing about it yeah. it seemed like it was going to be a um, a film that was more focused on the aesthetic right. and the humour yeah. than you know the plot mm-hmm. necessarily like the plot there, there was, obviously there is a plot but it is so insane yes. and ridiculous and so many things are pulled out of so many arses, yeah. so to speak, very narratively. Irreverent. Yes, very irreverent. No one, I love that no one plays their characters for laughs. Everyone does play them yeah, quite seriously. Exactly. But in that kind of, the other thing that I said in the half yeah. that was forgotten yeah. is that Rocky Horror is a kind of pastiche of all of those 1940s yes, yeah. hammer horror, mm. very cheesy, yeah. big kind of like sexy ladies running around in 90s down the Yeah, long exactly. Kind of and things. the fact that the last kind of climactic sequence mm. occurs in front of an RKO radio pictures. Yes, it's brilliant. Thing. And one of the characters is called Columbia. Yes, exactly. Like the fucking production company. And Rocky um, takes the deceased Furter. Yes. Um, up onto the top of the radio picture tower thing, like, like King a King Kong. Kong. Yeah, it makes um, King Kong noises. Yeah, he, he does make King Kong noises. Mm. And his first non-sung line yes. is just him going, <laughs> 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 great. Um, 
Yeah, it, because it didn't take itself seriously and the songs weren't supposed to be in-universe, like, character points. They were just supposed to be fun things for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, I think, made it... But also, I don't think any of the songs really were, were that... Oh, no, maybe not. I don't know. I, I was going to say that none of the songs were that out of place narratively. Right. They all had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be wrong in that. I might be misremembering. Um, but it seemed like all of them were marking some kind of point in Fair. the narrative um, rather than not. Mm-hmm. Um, Such great songs as well. Oh, fucking phenomenal songs. Did you have a favourite? Uh, oh, boy. Uh... They were all really good. I not damn it, Janet. Mm. That's not my favorite because, yeah. uh, like, it's fun, but it's not the same fun that all of the others are. I can. Why know? don't to fill the time? Oh, okay, yeah. I can get up. I'll <laughs> get up all the songs. Filling time. <laughs> well, we, we've doing? lost an entire have, like thirty minutes. Yeah. All right, so oh, the science it. fiction double feature with the lips to open up. Boring. Really? I didn't get it. Okay. And I think the reason I didn't get it was because I hadn't seen the rest of the film okay. and hadn't seen the rest of the references that no. they make to other, um, you know, science fiction things like Frankenstein, like yeah. King Kong. like. I mean, it wasn't, to be yeah. fair, I'd never really understood the song going into mm. it. And then after I did a bit, because in fact, I was in the first half, um, <laughs> I was saying that I just did like a little bit of Googling as I do right. before any of these yeah. films. And uh, because they were specifically based off of 1940s Hammer Horrors, yeah. I didn't realise that until one of the lyrics talks about Day of the Triffids. And I was like, yes. oh, yeah. this is all like schlock horror mm. um, film references. So and there was also, there was, I, I don't know, th- this may twig something for some of our listeners. I don't think either of us know, mm. but... The song also mentions Brad and Janet as if they are characters Already in another characters. project. So yeah. it, it might be that Brad and Janet, the names Brad and Janet, are in themselves a reference, mm. um, which it would just sense. be yeah, yeah. I think it would. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh yeah, and uh, Young Frankenstein as well mm. has uh, Igor, mm. the hunchbacked servant that yes. uh, I love Young was it Richard O'Brien yes. um, played? Riff who's Raff. yes, Riffraff. Um, who very reminiscent of that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like so, Lurch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but in Young Frankenstein, uh, Igor. I, I think it's Igor. I think, I think it's he's Igor. called. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. For uh, it to be Igor. Yeah, it, it might be called something different in Young Frankenstein because that's a different thing. But um, he's very specifically this hunchbacked, uh, bug-eyed, mm-hmm. lank-haired with a bald spot on top, yeah. with a lovely jawline. Yeah, Riff Raff had a lovely drawing. Not oh, in yeah, Young not, Frankenstein. Yeah, no, no, not no. Young Frankenstein. Um, anyway, had high yes. cheekbones. So you already said... So my point is, oh, right. with that opening song, mm-hmm. I think it pays to know what the film is going to be referencing. Yeah, of course, yeah. So I think when you're watching it the second, third, fourth, fifth times, mm-hmm. then it's more, you know, more fun. Yeah. But I didn't really know what was going on. Fair. I have a question. So, ooh, fire So away. you know in um, The Damn It Janet... Yeah. One. Yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. the very beginning. There's yeah. obviously you clocked that there were the there was riffraff and um, magenta. Magenta yeah. being the what is that painting called? The, I don't the know two, the old farmer couple. Yeah, the old. With the I think it's called in front of a farmhouse. I think house. it's something like um, the American Portrait or something. Yeah, I'm going to look it's it up like while that. you ask your question. So um, my question was, you noticed them and then made the connection that oh, it's riffraff and magenta. Did you see Tim Curry? 
I so I didn't even figure out that it was Riff Raff and Magenta. Okay, um, so Tim Curry, not obviously not clad in his Frankenfurter mm. attire, is in that shot yeah. as like the person that like. I mean, I'm assuming the priest who married yeah, the couple at the yeah, he's so at the very I, top of that photo. Right, I see. So yeah, the I didn't. Takes. I didn't understand. It is called an American port, American Gothic. American Gothic. Yeah, that was it. Um, it's a great. Painting. Yeah, it, it, it's a lovely painting. But mm. um, yeah, that's referenced in the first bit, and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why. Mm. And I still don't really know the significance of it. I, I, I guess, guess it's, it's... subversion of the American norms. Yeah, I guess. And the, the pitchfork then makes a return at the end because oh, it's the true. gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah I didn't really twig why that was happening. And there's also a third person in the church. Um, yeah, that's um, that was Columbia. That was... Okay, right. Yeah, obviously not in so, her little short hair and I don't. Yeah, I don't get how they were at someone else's wedding. <laughs> I've, I mean, I, I guess they were stalking yeah, Brandon Janet. Yeah. To, I've, I feel like Rocky Horror is not something that one can dissect. Yeah, no, it, I think no. that I've I've read a few like I don't know articles and kind of like scholarly sources about the kind of mm. what it represents and how there's mm. lots of kind of like through lines about kind of American politics subtext throughout it. Yeah. So like, do you remember when Brad and Janet are in the car at the very beginning mm. and there's talks on the radio from the president talking about how he wants oh, to work yeah, with that the was... Supreme Court and government. Why the fuck was that in there? Yeah, like, I mean, my Crazy. knowledge of 1970s American politics isn't that good, mm. but I suppose that kind of... Well, I suppose if you can compare it to like Thatcher with like, you know, the AIDS crisis and yeah. like... The obviously war on drugs and that kind of shit. Maybe right. it wasn't the war on drugs. I'm getting more my politics confused. <laughs> anyway, it's interesting that I they think make war reference. on drugs was Reagan. I oh, was it okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just happened to know that. Fair. Um, yeah. But yeah, like that kind of like critique of the American mm. system and this kind yeah. of subgenre where people are kind of having a bit more fun. Yeah. Like being like yeah. weird, freakish. Yeah. Because uh, it is. It's sex all obsessed. like the whole thing is deconstructing standard mm, well, structures norm, I suppose yeah. yeah so like the norms of gender the norms of sexuality the norms of marriage yeah. even because both Brad and Janet cheat in their man marriage mm. with the same pan gender fucking little goblin played by Tim rather Curry rather tall goblin yes rather, rather tall long goblin legs. yes long legged goblin um, yeah which I mean yeah the whole thing is Deconstructing a million different things. Mm. Um, sorry, we were looking at the the, the song list. Um, I mean, there are loads. Like, obviously, yeah. over at the Frankenstein place isn't that interesting. It's the yeah, one that was boring. Time warp. Time warp. Love time warp. Yeah, love very time fun. warp. Um, that actually could have been my Your favorite. favorite. Yeah, mm. that could have been my favorite. Um, what else? Obviously. Time Warp is then followed by Sweet Transvestite. Sweet Transvestite. I song. considered those to kind of be the same That's song because they sort they of blend so in quickly. together. Yeah. yeah. I um, love Sweet Transvestite. Similar BPM, similar key. It's a fabulous song. And yeah, it's fantastic. Tim Curry has like, I found Tim Curry has like albums. Just like not normal Tim Curry does singing. He? Yeah, yeah. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he, he really does. Didn't you say as well, party. towards the end, he sounds a bit like Bowie? The um, Rose to My World, the second half mm. of Rose to because Rose to My World is a massive. Song. Yeah, that was ages. That one. It's Rose to My World slash I'm yeah. Going Home. Um, oh, and I I'm see. Going Home okay. sounds like a Bowie song, right? A little bit in my yeah. mind. Interesting. Um, there was also Hot Patootie, Bless My Soul. That's my favourite song. It's the one that Eddie does. Uh, Hot Patootie, Bless yeah, My Soul. Yeah, that was... 
love okay, tell you what, there's on. one that I didn't quite understand the narrative importance Aha. of. I don't It's come look, full yeah. circle, boys. <laughs> what the fuck was Edgy doing in the fucking freezer? So, I, I didn't understand that at all. So, okay, so the implication was, is that, from my understanding, is that Dr. Frankenfurter had... Mm-hmm. Inv- Eddie was a delivery boy, I'm pretty sure. Right. It's more explained yep. on stage play. Okay. He comes to the Frankenstein manor at some point. Yep. And then kind of like rock, um, Frankenstein does, Frankenstein? Frankenfurter decides to have, kind of keep him on as a little boy toy, little play thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just gets bored of him. So sticks him on ice. Right. With his then, motorbike. With his motorbike, yeah. And Eddie um, just comes out whenever he feels like it. Well, no. Riff Raff not the thing oh you don't, I see you see I, it in the right, background okay, I missed the that shots. then I missed that yeah it's quite I, subtle right what I what I thought had happened was um, Riff Raff had well the, the light had just come on and the door mm. opened and Eddie just came yeah. out that makes sense it then because the that background. means he was imprisoned I yeah. get it okay it I is in the background that. of the shot um, because like mm. I don't know Riff Raff and Magenta kind of behind the scenes trying to fuck with yes. Frankenstein as yeah. much as possible mm. So yeah, him coming out. Hence, they freed Rocky as well at yes, some point. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, like, right. The, I, see. I think the order of things is that in terms of playthings for Frankenfurter, it started <laughs> off with Columbia. Yep. Then Eddie came along. Mm-hmm. Columbia fell in love with Eddie. Mm. Rocky. Oh well, very nearly. Very as nearly. She says in the song. Yeah. Um, and then Frankenfurter got bored with Eddie. Yep. Put him on ice and then started like being like, I need to make someone. Because I can't yeah. find anyone that's going to be in my image mm. that I can have sex with for for, for, for optimum fulfillment. <laughs> um, optimum fulfillment. And you know what? Inherently Fair enough, bestie. If you can't find a man that satisfies your need, then make one. Fair it's, enough. Yeah, fall in love with an anime girl. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah right. So okay, in which case, Eddie's song I think does make a bit more sense mm. because it's the first time he's been out of the deep freezer mm-hmm. in a very and long time. And he's got time. sacks. Yeah, and he's got he's, his sacks. He's a little bit loopy. Right, okay. Because like, he's already that got a fucking sense. whacked head, which is probably yeah. where Frankenfurter originally went to whack him. Yes. Knocked out, put yeah. him in the freezer. Mm. Probably. They fucking cook and ate him. They cook and ate him. They they cook and ate him. They cook him and ate him. Captain Birdseye style. I know. Blimey. What a man. That was that came out of left field. The yeah. fucking cannibalism angle. <laughs> the pl- and the, like, the plaster scene. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, which is brilliant. Oh, that was crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think then Time Warp was my favourite song. Mm-hmm. Uh, least favourite was probably uh, the the was it the Manor one? The There's a Light On, the Frankenstein. Oh, light, yeah, that yeah. one. What about um, Touch 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 Me? Oh, that was fun. That was touch, 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 touch me. It's great. So. Yeah, I no, it's... that oh. little trill. That's a great trill. Yeah. Uh, what's your favourite song? Um, it's I like. I like. Oh, I've got yeah. a few. I like Cop okay. I love Planet Schmanet Janet, which is oh, the, that was the fun. refrain yeah, that, yeah. that uh, Frank cool sings. Yeah. Um, because it has the line "A mental mind fuck might be nice," which yeah. is a great line. A mental mind fuck might be nice. <laughs> Smeagol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a little uh, Snape Smeagol hybrid. Yeah, yeah. and I also fun. love "Roast in My World" because it's the one mm. where everyone sings. Yeah, no, that is a fun. I one. just, I was just, oh my god, I adore Tim Curry's diction. Yeah. It's it's that one line. Pines. Pines. Ninety eight. It's the line that I was again in the first part. Mm. There's one line that always sticks out to me, which is "You must be 
awfully proud of him, Janet. Oh, rocker! Oh, rocker! That's great. So good. Oh, so we good. were saying in the first half as well, um, Tim Curry just generally has an amazing voice mm-hmm. um, and it bleeds into whatever other project he's in. Yeah. There's this one video game where he plays this uh, communist Russian general uh, who goes to a, goes to space and you have to go stop mm-hmm. him. Uh, and he pops up in a cutscene going, I'm going to escape to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Spice! <laughs> he looks so Spice. happy when he says, Spice! <laughs> it's so funny. The um, other- Tim Curry's just such a fucking gem. It's so hard to believe mm. that he appears in lingerie for the entirety of this mm-hmm. movie and then he's the fucking concierge in Home Alone 2. That's yeah. wild. The, um, Good for him. We probably won't ever watch it um, on the show because I wouldn't consider mm. it to be a classic. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, classic in the sense of everyone knows about it. Right. There's this little old film called Clue, um, oh, which is right. about Cluedo. Right, yes, I've, um, I've heard of it. And this. it's got Tim Curry in it mm-hmm. as Wadsworth, the butler. Oh. And there's this line that he says, like, long st- like, in a roundabout way, he ends up getting shot for some reason. Oh, what's worse? Uh, he doesn't die. All right, oh. it's like you just. And then the guy who shoots him, like Tim Curry's, like falls against the wall, like slides down it, and he goes, "Oh, good shot!" <laughs> oh, and then he goes and he looks at the wounds and he looks at his hand and goes, "Oh, very good." And then, <laughs> it's just the way he goes, "Very oh, good." He's such a sensual being. He's such he a sensual is. voice. It's it's velvety. Yeah, yeah, velvety. Buttery, you know. It's, he's such a fucking gem. He was. Um, he did play Frankenfurter on stage. Mm. Did um, he? As well. Oh, yes. good. I'm glad. Because I, I don't think there's anyone else really who could play it the oh, same way he plays it. Like, it is so fantastically Tim Curry. They which did is great. do a reboot of Rocky Horror. Did um, they? Yes, they did. Quite a recent one, actually. Oh. Um, why? Yeah. Why does it need to be remade? Oh, no. I mean, I'll find the cast. Oh, this is the thing. I do not understand why they need to remake, quote unquote, cult classics. I mean, because they're cult classics for a fucking yeah. reason. It's a shame because, like, it had potential. Like, you know, Laverne Cox? Yes. Um. So she played Frankenfurter. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, amazing vocals. Right, very I'm sure. fun performance. Yeah. Obviously, very different performance because mm. she's not you know, Tim Curry. Mm. But it was just the way it was directed. It was just so yeah. like, it just felt very flat. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Adam Lambert played Eddie, which is quite oh, funny. okay. You know, as that's, in the Adam yeah, Lambert. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of fun. It, right. It wasn't very good. It was mm. called Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again. Okay. Which really that's, rolls off the fucking mm. tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it is interesting having... Uh, Frankenfurter be played by an actual trans person. Mm. I I think that's an interesting layer to it, but that does. I don't know. I. It gives it a different. Yeah. I don't know, it it gives it a different flavour mm. because, like, obviously Laverne Cox is a woman. Yes. Uh, in women's clothing. Yes. Which I guess kind of peels back a. Le- I suppose it's a superficial layer, but a layer yeah. of the gender fuckery. I mean, I must admit, I never watched the film. Um, no. I've just seen clips from it mm. um, of Laverne's performance. I say mm. Laverne like I know her on a first name <laughs> um, Laverne Cox's. Yeah, we know. We go back. Oh, old Verne. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, know me and Verne. She's, oh. lov- she's lovely. Lady. Oh, um, <laughs> welcome round my gaffer at tea anytime. <laughs> I saw her doing Sweet Transvestite, mm. and it was great because yeah. her voice was fucking phenomenal. Oh, of course. Um, and she like had, just had such a good like presence. Mm. 
but I think don't mess with something yeah, that's unless so unhinged. You yeah, know? unless they're majorly changing it. Mm, um, not not it. in a way that like seeks to improve on the original, but just in a way that's different. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you want to kind of mark it out as a separate thing mm -hmm. that is worthy of because if you're going to compare it to a exactly. cult classic then it's not going to come out well. Especially you know? when you think about like pop cultural iconography. Yeah. I'd say that Tim yeah. Curry's Frankenfurter is kind of up there with some of the most Absolutely. iconic Absolutely. in like Western cinema. So that's a lot to live up mm. to. Yeah. You know? And do you know, if it is so fucking ingrained into pop culture that, and this is going to be a big, big link, mm. the first time I ever heard about the Rocky Horror Picture Show was I found a record, mm. like a vinyl record, of uh, the soundtrack in my dad's record collection. Oh, okay. And my dad is one of the whitest men alive. One of the whitest, most just standard people. Um, and the fact that even he, mm. a standard straight white cisgendered, middle to upper middle, <laughs> privately educated man, yeah. Uh, has a vinyl record in his collection of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It, man, it fucking crosses boundaries. It it's breaks down walls. It's incredible. Because I suppose, like, in terms of counterculture, when you think mm. about when it was about 1975, that was kind of, you know, the punk the punk scene yeah, was a thing in yeah, England yeah. at the time. Mm. I'd say that it probably had a better reception in England as opposed to America, mainly yeah, because Rocky Horror was English sense. originally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just kind of became a kind of staple. Because yeah. all of the costume and attire as well. Like, my yeah. favourite thing is how much um, it's Columbia's look is so kind of... Um, do I mean Columbia? Yeah. With mm. our little tiny pencil eyebrows. She's yeah. such like a kind of... It's such the kind of iconic punk look. Yeah, absolutely. Which in itself is so... Like, not... I don't mean, like, the big mohawk American punk. No. It's not punk. But, like, the kind of... I mean, like, Sex Pistols. Post-flapper... Almost, yes. yeah, 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 like sequiny, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, with the little painted down curly bits exactly. on the sides like of her, her head. Her makeup is so um, that kind of rough around the edges of mm. like punk rock. Like my mum was a punk, so like I've got quite Whoa. a few references. Yeah, oh, that's she, where you get it from, then. She's, yeah, she's a cool lady. <laughs> uh, she's very good lady. Oh, I didn't know that. Dad was a mod. That's fucking sick. Wow, proper Romeo and Juliet vibes, huh? <laughs> oh Forbidden no, they, did, they weren't. Oh no, no, they got together like in the thirties. Oh, okay. I was gonna. Well, I thought you were gonna say, "Oh no, no, they didn't kill themselves." <laughs> like, I fucking hope not. No, no, Jesus. no. Like, like they they met later yeah. on. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, like back back in the day, that mm. makes me sound like they're old. They're not. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. In their youth. Right. There you go. That's the yes, yes, way yes. Of it. Interesting. Um, I remember my first interaction with Rocky Horror mm. was we had a Halloween party. Yeah. Uh, in my house, which okay. was very successful. My mum loves doing parties. She's. Very is this good. Uh, how old were you? I uh, like. Mm, Hmm. We had Dash, our dog. Right. Um, ten, I would ten. say. Okay, ten. right, okay. Um, and it was fucking brilliant. Like, mm. loads of people came. <laughs> people still talk, our friends still talk about it to this day. Because mm. my mum's amazing at doing parties. Like, mm. she, if she didn't do what she was doing now, she'd have a brilliant career also in doing kind of like, uh, yeah. what, what, like event management, yeah, like that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, great Halloween party. Bloody love Halloween, mm. it's probably where I get it from. Because it was also like my birthday is the twentieth of October, right? So it's near. And you are to... also just a very spooky person. I am a nooky spooky girl. Sounds with the vibe. <laughs> nooky spooky girl. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Anyway, mm. one of our family friends, I can't remember who it was. Doesn't really matter. Um, mm. uh, made like 
five CDs because this was before like Spotify and stuff. Mm. Five CDs to rotate throughout the night of like Halloween songs. Right. Uh, that he'd like burn, like you know, grabbing mm. the songs, burning them onto the discs, like that mm. kind of old-fashioned shit. Anyway, Sweet Transvestite was on there. Um, mm. I was fascinated with that song because I was just kind of like my little ten-year-old what brain does was this like, mean? I don't understand it, but I really <laughs> like it. Yeah, it's a fucking so, like, banging song. I it took me a long time before I even watched the film. Like mm. I'd say I was fifteen when I even watched the film itself, mm. maybe a bit older. Um, but I remember being like, oh, why do I know all the words? I know, oh, I know all the words to this song. Huh. <laughs> like it was ingrained into my brain because yeah. it was such a great song. Mm. It, and it is a great, like all of the music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's so wonderful that a project this kind of out there and yeah. insane and also so like, you know, pro gender fuckery, yes. sex positive, yeah. um, like softcore, porn-esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something that is that progressive in 1975 mm-hmm. was given so much kind of love and attention and care. Definitely. Um, and even down to like the names who signed on to it, mm-hmm. like Tim Curry, even like Susan Sarandon. Like, yeah, I didn't I know. know. I, I, love I didn't, Susan even, didn't even realize that was her until the mm-hmm, end credits. Mm-hmm. I missed it in the first credits. And like, it is so influential. Oh, definitely. Like worldwide, as well. This is, right, this is gonna mark me out as maybe a little bit of a fucking dweeb, right? Right. Um, the anime series One Piece. Okay. The the longest, the, I think longest running comic book series of all time, the yeah. third best selling comic book series of all time, mm-hmm. um, behind Superman and Batman, mm. um, is a manga series called One Piece by mm-hmm. Ichiro Oda. Um, there's- For those who didn't understand manga, manga. Man- yeah, manga, manga, whatever. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's basically about um, in this fantasy world of pirates. Yeah, for the listeners. Yeah, and there's it's incredibly long running. There's a bunch of different cool story arcs with cool villains. There's one that takes place in the One Piece world's biggest prison that no one ever escapes from. Yeah, and. In, like there are different levels going down. It's like the levels of punishment and they're all, like it's all insane. Um, and it turns out that in between levels four and five, yeah, yeah you're looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah. I can, yeah. Um, there is uh, basically this secret world of gender fucked little um, sexually liberated people mm. uh, led by a Tim Curry, Frank Enferta inspired character called Emporio Ivankov. Nice. Um, and Roll, rolls off the tongue easy. It, it's great. <laughs> and he's this insane little guy who has, um, there are, oh God, everyone has like a superpower from mm-hmm. a devil fruit, okay. uh, which gives you a superpower at the cost of your ability to swim. Oh. It's, yeah, it's all very weird. And he has the horm horm fruit, which okay. gives him control over hormones. <laughs> uh, so he turns his fingers into needles and just regularly changes his gender. Oh, fun. Just, just because he can. As you do. Um, he changes other people's genders, like mm. loads of the side characters, you know, in one scene will be male, in another scene will be female. That's right um, for fans. Yeah, exactly. It's great. <laughs> um, and he even has the big head hormone where he just makes his head massive oh. and that's his power. Fair enough. Uh, and he does a thing called Death Wink, 
which isn't really tied to his superpowers at all. He just winks and the air pressure alone fucking <laughs> blows everyone away. It's you know great. What? That sounds like a great It guy. is so ridiculous. And he has mm. this legion of uh, fishnet stockinged fucking little uh, queer people. And it's fucking wonderful. Oh, that fucking and the fact that in Japan, mm-hmm. this is such a huge yeah. influence Actually, on... Probably one of the longest running and most famous franchises of all time mm-hmm. worldwide. I mean, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I would say that, like, I don't know, like, I haven't watched an anime in quite a while because I'm not mm. a fucking nerd and I'm getting All right, Phoebe, <laughs> fucking chill with that. No, I, Dear. I can't lie. I'm fucking weeb as well. <laughs> um, there are so many kind of, like, especially with, like, male characters. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that, like, Franklin Fletcher is a male character, but, like, Mm. Played by male, male presenting, male presenting, yeah. yeah. Um, even though there's like gender fuckery and that. Right, anyway, yeah. so many of these kind of like you get really kind of flamboyant, normally villain coded, mm. queer coded male characters in anime. Like I'm trying yeah. to think of like, um, oh god, who's the one? I never watched it. White face, <laughs> r- red sticky uppy hair, little star on his cheek, um, villain. Oh, Hisoka. Yeah. From uh, Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. Yeah. yeah. That Hisuka. rings to mind. Yeah. Hisoka is a little bit of a weird case because he is also slightly nonsense. I was about to say, he's kind of yeah, nonsense. He's, he's a bit of a predator. But um, also, but, you know. The other one being, um, did you ever watch um, Tokyo Ghoul? Yes, the I watched blue, the first the season. The purple haired guy in the red yeah. suit. Yeah, I that think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's well, like a very specific mm, archetype yes, yeah. in anime for and, those types of characters. But you know, I think on the whole, they're presented in a fairly negative light. Yes. And that's something that I think One Piece does really well. Right. Because there's another side character who crops up in an earlier arc and then reappears mm. in like a major role in the uh, the prison arc uh, called Bon Clay, also known bon as Bentham, Clay. who nice. is this insanely flamboyant ballerina looking guy Fun. who's like not the best looking, mm. but he is so gay. He attacks people with ballet. He has the power to shift faces and appearances nice. with anyone he touches. Uh, so he turns into women a lot and it's great. Um, and when he fights the main cast in the original arc, he has a pair of swan shoes nice. that are Brilliant. like they the swan necks on them extend and give him extra kicking power. <laughs> and he I saves love, the main character's that. life several times. Yeah. And he's the one who like manages to get him inspired enough to break through the poison that he's added. Japan, he is like, such a wonderful character and he is so beloved by the fan base. It's never explicitly stated that he's gay no. either. He just is who he is. Yeah. And it's fucking fantastic. It, and it all came from this movie. It all came from this movie. I love it. It's great. Now, now I think about it, there is one reference that I can think of. Oh, yeah. Um, Grail Sutcliffe. In Black Butler. Yeah, in Black Butler. Um, even though she's a mm. trans woman, mm. um, which has been stated by the creators mm-hmm, later mm-hmm. on in life. Like, when the show aired, mm. like, she was just considered to be an effeminate man um, mm. by fans and by the creators because of censorship. Yeah. But now the creators have come forward and been like, no, she, yeah. she was always a trans woman. Yeah. Anyway, um, there were episodes where she does allude to kind of like Frank and Furter-esque references, which I've just realized. Oh, really? Like, there's an outfit where she, she has like... The, the Frankenfetter attire. Oh, brilliant. In one scene where they put on a production of a Shakespeare play. Mm. Black Butler is a weird fucking anime. Yeah, in terms <laughs> very of, Also, one. in terms of kind of Nazi shit. 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's not really fantastic weird. either. Like a like a yeah. age old demon mm. attaching himself and being obsessed with a thirteen year old boy. Yeah. Who wears and the thirteen year old boy wears stockings. Yeah. Weird. That's a bit. A also, bit the dub is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> the English accents in the dub. Yeah. Oh my god, butler. Butler. You are my butler. I am simply one hell of a butler. And it's CL's voice, like yeah. CL Phantom Hive. Yeah. I'm I'm clearly voiced by a woman because yeah. <laughs> I'm a small boy. CL Phantom Hive. I know. Yeah, it's great. It's anyway, anyway. <laughs> it speaks to the reason I bring that up is because it speaks to the global influence of the Rocky Horror yes. Picture Show and how wonderful an ethos it brings. Even though Frank Inferta is a murderer. And kills several people. Mm. To be fair, I, I didn't clock that they were aliens until the last like leg of the movie. I thought that no. was a joke. No. <laughs> so, no, they are literally you know, aliens. Yeah, um, uh, slightly incesty aliens. Very incesty. In triangular costumes. Yeah, I don't know if Frank and Fetch was related to Magenta and Riff Raff, or yeah. if they're just mates. Yeah, I, assume I mean, they're mates. of the same species, yeah. I assume. Because um, Frank and Fetch is an alien. Yeah. Oh well, don't matter. Mm. It's, yeah, my favourite bit of the movie, by far was the insane, obviously filmed in reverse mm-hmm. and sped up wheelchair <laughs> segment. I've never heard you laugh so much. It was like <laughs> so out of nowhere. Um, the, what's he called? Um, Everett Scott. Dr. Everett Scott. Dr. Everett Scott arrives at the mansion and Frankenfurter presses a button and for some reason his wheelchair just blasts around the fucking building through every, room. And through every room passes like five different characters upstairs yep. no less and the whole time Everett Scott is just like he does it doesn't even phase him he's just smoking yeah he's like puffing on his cigarette like nothing's happening and then he comes through a fucking wall drywall going no everywhere. one no one references it nope. Brad just goes oh hi Everett Scott yeah, goes and, for a handshake yeah goes for a handshake and he's like oh Brad you're here yeah. hi <laughs> best scene 10 out of 10 best scene that is the yeah you're right most I've laughed in a I, fucking, I haven't heard you laugh that loud in a in, a, in a screening really it's funny. like oh man the um there's that and there's also um mm. obviously slightly dubious but um it's the scene where uh uh Frank goes into Brad's room pretending to be Janet oh my god yeah and it's like Brad's like what did you you know what did you do to her? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Why? Do you think I should? Well, because <laughs> he possible. says that earlier to Janet as yeah, well, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I th- that was a really cleverly done scene because the silhouette yeah. is originally of Brad and Janet respectively. Mm-hmm. And then, then it flips it. Yeah, it changes into... I assume that Frankenfurter was already in the bed, maybe. Oh, and she just and, slipped Yeah, out. ducks yeah. down. I, I don't know. It's, it's very cleverly done. Mm-hmm. Little bit little bit questionable in terms of consent but definitely i think at the beginning of i don't know it's it's kind of slightly coercive yeah a little bit i would say that by the it sounds so bad saying this by Mm. the end of it they were okay with it but by having to say that statement in itself yeah i definitely think that um yeah, they did give informed consent eventually. Eventually, but, but that's not good. Fifteen no's and a yes does not equal yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um I just love the yeah. bit where she's like he's like kissing Janet, uh Frank and Fat, and she's like, mm. Wait, no, stop, stop. I mean help. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. It's really great. Yeah. I love I, her yeah, as well. I do think that a lot of the time when scenes like that and not necessarily with like essay scenes but Mm. stuff with like racial undertones as well 
if there are people involved, if enough people involved think that it's okay, mm. then, and they're in roles where, you know, they may have, um, you know, they may be an authority on the subject, like um, Jamie Foxx, for example, in, uh, what's it called? 12 Years a Slave. Mm. Like, Leo DiCaprio uh, says to Sam Jackson and Jamie Foxx's face the N-word. Do you mean Django Unchained? Django Unchained, yes, yeah. sorry. 12 Years a Slave is the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Yeah, yes. well, he also says the N-word. Yes, yeah, but Django Unchained, I think, is a better example yeah. um, because Leo DiCaprio has to say the N-word several times uh, in order to paint white people as I, horrible. Mm, I would say Django know. Unchained is a bit of a uncomfy film because yeah, it is it's a by Tarantino. Yeah. Well, but also, like, Tarantino's a white dude. Like, yeah. at least with 12 Years a Slave, it's um, mm. Stephen Queen. Yes, who that's is, true. Who is black. You know, yeah, like, sorry, maybe 12 Years a Slave is a better, better example. example. Yeah. yeah. I, oh God, I get I them do, mixed up. I forget I which remember, one's the good one, which yeah, one's the Yeah, I do remember one. there being interviews with Benedict Cumberbatch mm. because he is the slave owner, mm. being like, yeah, there was this sense of uncomfortability around yeah. it, but Steve McQueen kind of like talked mm. me through okay. these elements. Yeah. Whereas and with Leo, it was, a yeah. case of ben, um, so, it was a case of Tarantino being like, you have to say it. Yes. You're going yeah. to say it because that's mm. part of my branding. Yep. Literally um, part of his branding is saying the N-word in pretty much all yeah, of his films. It's, it's really great. fucking bad. Anyway, sorry. But, I hate Tarantino. Yeah, the, 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 the thing is, if there are people in the scene, doing the scene, who think that it's okay yeah, to yeah. do the scene, you know, it's more okay mm -hmm. than if they were uncomfortable doing it. Definitely. Like in a Tarantino flick, like in a, um, what's it called, uh, a Kubrick yeah, flick. Yeah. It's, it, I also find it interesting because the whole point of those... Brad and Janet's characters and mm. their character arc is kind of being comfortable within themselves and their yeah. body. Regardless, yeah, starting out repressed. Yeah, especially with also up, yeah. what's really interesting, I didn't pick up on mm. the first few times watching, what we do in the screens is we put the subtitles on in case yes. someone wants yes, them yes, on because yes. I find it a bit easier sometimes mm. myself. I've never and had it on. If we're just taking the piss during it, we yeah, can exactly. still... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, mm. The bit where like Frank and Fetter is trying to seduce Brad um, into having sex, um, Brad is like... Um, uh, he's he goes like Brad's like no I would never I only ever no no I would never <laughs> you know, so it does imply that yeah, Brad's yeah. had kind of like queer oh, thoughts before you know because fucking Cause Brad and Janet are the every people yeah and they're also not a good couple they're <laughs> like, not a good couple but I like they love each other clearly mm. it's just they are sexually repressed yeah. and haven't had an opportunity to no. explore that Janet being kind of like too I say yeah, she, I say too uptight with air mm. quotations because yeah. who is to, to exactly. who is to define yeah. it's, when it's someone body, feels comfortable she but she was saying but she, she uh, was saving herself and that typically is like a, a, a Christian mm -hmm. um, I don't ever kissed before yeah there you go yeah like that's typically something that Christianity tells people yeah. that they have to do rather than them choosing for themselves. Mm -hmm. To clarify, that is completely fine, yeah. but um, do it because you want to do it rather mm. than, uh, oh, I don't know. But also so, like uh, her comparing uh, her yeah. marriage to Betty Monroe, her friend oh, married, where like Brad plain gives old her, Betty Monroe. Because she gives Brad, Brad gives her the ring and she goes, the first thing she goes is, oh, it's better than Betty Monroe yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Brad. And also the, the fact that she says beforehand, um, she was uh, plain old Betty Monroe and now she's Mrs. Mrs. Ralph Hathaway or yeah, whatever the fuck. Whatever. Yeah, which is like, oh, yeah. Jesus, love, get some self-respect. Mm -hmm. Fucking hell. That's why it's so good. Yeah, it's great. Because they cannot change people. In saying that, they did actually mm. make a second film 
Um, Did they? Mm-hmm. Not a remake? No, 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 no. Oh. no the second one. Um, so it wasn't called Rocky Horror, obviously. But it had Brad and Jan- Janet in it. Right. And they go on... I, I've never watched it. They go on a game show because their marriage is falling apart. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, a yeah, good yeah. start. And it's a very good start. Thingy O'Brien again, so Riff okay. playing okay. a different character. And he's like a game show host. Mm. And they go through like weird, wacky trials and tribulations huh. trying to like rekindle their marriage. I don't think it that's, did as well. I'll try and find I mean, that's an ethical it. concern apart from anything else. Yeah. I'm shocked that that was greenlit. <laughs> but wow, okay. I mean, that's very interesting. See, it, I mean, it didn't seem it's like. It's called shock treatment. Shock treatment. Okay. Yeah. Is it any good? I have no idea. That's just a really rather oh, disturbing good Lord. poster. Of yeah, the, the poster MMA. is of uh, Richard O'Brien completely red yeah. um, with a rather warped facial I'm expression. I'm going to try and find and like. A pair of very strange screenshots from it because yeah do it because this is the thing i don't know and this was i think the one issue i had with it narratively the Mm. film i don't know how willing um brad and janet were to become like liberated right and it because they were turned to stone and then the minute they were revived they were new people it it doesn't seem like they particularly had a massive amount of conscious involvement in their change and I yeah I just don't know I don't know one of the most upsetting concepts to me in horror is people losing touch with who they are or losing their humanity um, and so, like, mind control and zombies and shit, that really, like, disturbs me. Mm. So, regardless of how happy they may be after the fact, mm. whether or not they were brainwashed by yeah. Frank Enferta I mean, to become, like, sex-crazed lunatics. I mean, they were, you know. Yeah. Because, like, it's what Dr. Everett Scott was like, we've got to stop them yeah. from being under this spell. Mm. But I'd say, like, at the end of it, Probably, because they go back yeah. to being quite scared. Yeah, I suppose. yeah, true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope they, they find like a, a happy medium as I opposed so. to just going on as offshoots of Frank and Furter. Yeah. Because, you know, they were happy before. They yeah. were, they were, if not a bit repressed. Yeah, a bit repressed, but that That's doesn't not a bad thing. preclude people from happiness. No, not at all. I don't know. There's a... If it, it, it let me let me say as a straight white cisgender upper to middle upper to upper middle class privately educated man, there ain't nothing wrong with a bit of repression. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm fine, probably. That was a that was a long walk for a short break. Right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes sometimes they're sometimes they're for me, mm-hmm. and and sometimes that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. you know? And as a um yeah. as a I don't know, sexuality ambiguous uh white middle class girl mm. who does have short hair. Oh, oh well there you go then. <laughs> Actually your hair's probably shorter than mine at the minute. I, I need a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mine's really mm. short. I need to mm. I'm gonna get my car when I go back. Yeah, nice. I'm trying to grow out my mullet on the back. Nice. But I, know, I really mm. like this film because mm. I think it is a landmark. What also especially watching it in a kind of I suppose you've got a different lens because you're watching it as a mm. twenty someone in their twenties. Mm. Um, watching it when I did, I wasn't that I wasn't that young, mm. obviously, because I think it's kind of like a hard film to watch when you're that young. Yes, yeah. um, it's uh, it's very kind of comforting. 
yeah. knowing that kind of any thoughts that you might have about your sexuality and sex and stuff mm. can be kind of shown to the extreme on stage on stage on film in like not necessarily a very like airbrushed yeah glossy, like pretty a warts way. and all sort of yeah thing. it's like no one yeah. no one's like I think the thing that I from screenshots that I've seen of the remake mm. everyone looks too pretty yeah and I say that yeah. in the nicest way possible I'm mm. not saying that like the actors in the original aren't inherently mm. attractive they are but yeah. there isn't this kind of you know, they've got body hair, you know, yeah. they've got, you know, bumps and whatever, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's kind of, it's very body mm. posy liberating. Yeah, and I think the know? kind of, the, the slightly more lo-fi nature of it as well definitely. definitely assists to that. And also the fact that it's not just um, big names. There's like two names that I recognise yeah. in the cast. One of, well, three if you count Richard O'Brien, who I didn't really know mm. until I watched this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's just people being horny, it's and the, that's okay. Yeah, and I'd say it's the same kind of liberation as the um, John Waters uh, films. Do you know John Waters? No, I don't think I do. He was so he's a filmmaker. Um, right. He did like Pink, Pink Flamingo. No, oh like shit! Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. those kind of like mm. inherent. Like he also did the original Hairspray. Oh, um, did not he? Not the music because it wasn't a musical. Oh before. right, okay. Um, yeah, no, like all of those. That's fil- wild. Yeah, yeah. It was, huh. it was mainly it was in- obviously meant to just be a film about kind of like segregation. Right. Of so then it got made into musical. Mm. Anyway, um, films like that, films like Crybaby with Johnny Depp in them. Anyway, mm. um, it's all about this kind of like sexual liberation without the glossy sheen of Hollywood. Yes. Because yeah. as much as I enjoy the fact that Hollywood is taking these like leaps forward mm. and other companies um, towards kind of more progressive. Mm queer media yeah it's all very airbrushed yeah and it it kind of feels like in order to normalize something that hasn't yet been normalized Mm -hmm. you need to present it in the best possible light for it to be accepted Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's 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 tricky because like you can be as progressive as you want to in the gender identity or the the sexuality of your characters, like who they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. But if they are still Hollywood megastars, you're still being attracted to the fucking, yeah. uh, was it the, the the unrealistic body standards mm-hmm. that Hollywood holds itself to. Exactly, and that's regardless not, of whether it's queer yeah. or not. And I'm that not saying that's just case isn't all. normal. You know? Yeah, and I'd say that like the majority of queer representation mm-hmm. recently, with the exception of things like, I don't know, the recent um, Love, Love Struck? Love Struck High. No. Oh, Heartstopper? Heartstopper. Heartstopper, yes. Things like Heartstopper, mm. which kind of present queer romance within yeah. young people as a very kind of like awkward kind of mm. like coming to terms with like your teen self and everything. It doesn't yeah. do it like that glamorized. Bit of that in se- uh, sex education as well. Yeah, I'd say sex education. Oh, that was not words. Sex education <laughs> yes. to a lesser extent. Because yeah, because it it's all that, that Hollywood. Yeah, and like American the Twilight Hour. The golden hour looking. Yeah, yeah. but also mm. it's kind of like, one, it's set in Wales. There is no school in Wales that looks like that. <laughs> and where are the Welsh accents, first and foremost? I think that is part of the point, though. It's meant to be Americanized. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, it's no, like, I know exactly what you mean. It's, yeah. it's don't get me wrong, like, it's a fucking amazing show for, mm. in terms of um, representation mm. and talking about subjects that have never been discussed before on TV. Yeah. 
Um, you know, like I find it amazing that a character can introduce myself going, hi, my name is X and I use they them pronouns. Yeah. Like the fact that that can be said and it's not a big thing mm. is very amazing. And I've never yeah. seen that in a show before. So yeah. that in itself is very exciting. Mm. However, mm. give me like, <laughs> I don't know, give me state school in the middle of the fuck, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in England that yeah. still deals with sexually repressed children kind of finding their body that yeah. isn't the in-betweeners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I know- I, I mean, know the in-betweeners isn't great for it either, no. to be fair. I mean, um, there's the one that we, um, we watched a kind of extract for it for TV drama. I believe right. it's called This Is Life. Okay. Is it called This Is Life? Yeah. Oh, I don't think God, I've heard of that. I think, I mean, we were discussing it, like stuff like this quite a bit with Ladybird last week. Um, and Dairy Girls being yeah. quite a good, um, quite a good example of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's just, called In My Skin, by the way. Oh, In My Skin. Okay. Do you know it? I, no, I've never heard it's, of that before in my life. I mean, it's more of a kind of social drama, but right. it does have dark comedy elements. It's just about um, mm. a girl living in somewhere in Wales. Where did does she mm. live? Doesn't say. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So it's set mm. in Wales. I don't know whereabouts in Wales, mm. unfortunately. Mm. But it's about a young girl who is kind of coming to terms with her like sexuality and realizing that she's like a lesbian, right? In the midst of like her family conflict and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and it's it's not glossy, and it's right. not and it's and it's awkward and it's kind of like a bit shy, mm. and it's a bit kind of like oh acne, oh you know like. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, I have never gotten up in the morning, aged fourteen, gone to the mirror and gone. Ooh, acne. Ooh, yay. <laughs> no, well, you never know what I mean. That. Like, yes, I that kind of unfiltered, unmakeuped, mm. like, yeah. I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. It's just mm. like, it's refreshing. Realistic. To see, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's such a kind of mm. realist mm. portrayal of queer issues, which is mm. why, even though I wouldn't say Rocky Horror is realism in any sense mm. of the way, it's fun and nice yes. seeing. Yeah. Makeup it's, getting sweated off yes, and not bothering to yeah. reapply it mm. and stuff like that. And it's nice you know? that um, instead of normalising Hollywood queer standards, mm. they're normalising more realistic queer standards. Yeah. In that every queer person is an alien from mm-hmm. transsexual Transylvania. And every queer person can't decide whether mm-hmm. they want to be with Frankenfurter <laughs> or be Frankenfurter. Well, that goes for straight people too. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, I think that's a universal would, thing. Oh God, what I'd give to be Frankenfurter <laughs> or to be with Frankenfurter. Yeah, either or. You, you, is, you'd probably luck out either way. Yeah, I mean, is, he is a murderer. Yeah, but there is an but other than that, alluringness yeah. Yeah, to him that regardless of one's sexuality, I mean, would you find yourself in some way allured by Dr. Frankenfurter? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone would. Yeah. Like, Regardless of whether you're queer or not, Frankenfurter is the great leveller. He's a sexy, he, he's yeah, a he's sexy, a sex, sexy person. Yeah, he's a sexy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, a... What did you say? The great... The great leveller. The great leveller, yeah. I mean, that is a term used to describe World War One. Yeah. But, I'd say but the great, also Frankenfurter. The great leveller also um, can be applied to Gillian Anderson as well. Yeah, Regardless I can see of that. who yeah. you are, you will be attracted yeah. to Gillian Anderson. Mm. That's, I mean, that's wonderful. What what a wonderful way to end this season. Yeah, what with a, a really yeah. short episode. It's actually, we've actually, got, this may not even be our shortest episode. We've gone for like almost I think our hour. Wayne's World one was the shortest. Yeah, that was I only think, 40 minutes, wasn't yeah. it? That was a nice episode. <laughs> so we've actually, we've actually done all right, all things considered. Got like a talk ring um, them weekend. Yeah, 
fucking hell. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you so uh, much. For this season. It's been very fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try and get back on it uh, next mm-hmm. year. Um, Not but, like next year. No, yeah, next like yeah. university year. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to maybe get back on it. Yeah. It depends on whenever we're back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also like work and shit because yeah. we're actually I also think that I don't know we're at a point where we've got so many episodes under our belt that yeah. we could potentially like invest in our own kit yeah so it's a bit easier mm. yeah it'd be fun crowdsource yeah. it if we start a GoFundMe yeah <laughs> we'll do our sob stories yeah yeah that'd be fun I've um, always wanted when my parents got abducted by a recording <laughs> equipment I knew in my heart that I needed to get some uh-huh absolutely my cat was killed by a recorder microphone and so to honor my cat i'm going to buy one and kill one <laughs> but i'll record a few oh, episodes on it amazing. first amazing wonderful I, I mean great we'll just tra- transcribe that um please please yeah. please if you're listening to this on spotify i don't know where else we've been listening to because that is <laughs> that's the only been, place we have someone it. is yeah. nicking our shit if it's been listened to on any other website um please give uh the uh our thing a little bell click the bell so yep. you can get updates because sometimes Spotify can like not, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I can forget. Also, please give it a rating yep. because giving yep, yep, it a rating yep, yep, yep. means that more people can listen to it, yeah. and it would be nice that mm. for more people to. We've got quite a few people following the Instagram that yeah. I don't think we know in real life, which is really yeah, fun. which is lovely. Yeah. Um, so shout out to you here, guys, so thank you. You, you, you fun little. Yeah, please leave a um, rating because yeah. that also like depending on it kind of gives us an idea of what we can maybe improve on. Yeah. And also drop us a DM. If, yeah, because we'll be. You know, uh, thinking of what films we'll have uh, for the next season yeah, over yeah. the next few maybe months. Maybe we'll do like a few polls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Yeah, if you, so if you've got any uh, burning desires uh, for films that we haven't heard already, yeah, because uh, the number of cats. Ta- the number of times <laughs> we've been told to give cats the fucking movie. We know who you are. We, we hear you. <laughs> We, we will at we some point. We heard you the first time. <laughs> we promise we'll do it at some point. There was just quite a few like oh, Spielbergs and Scorseses like and Hitchcocks to get through good first. Movies. <laughs> Please, yeah. we're sorry. We'll Classic get around to and it. notorious. Yeah, are different things. We'll get around to it at some yeah. point. We promise. Mm-hmm. But until then, <laughs> until then, stay frosty. Yes. Uh, That's a fun phrase. Instagram at but it's a classic underscore pod mm-hmm, pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a classic, all one word. Yep. Um, Look yep. after yourselves. Love you all. I hope you're doing well. Unless you're uh, a have a wonderful what? I said love you unless you're a murderer. Yeah, true. I just always find it weird when. Or YouTubers... unless you're transphobic. Fuck transphobic. Yeah, if you're J.K. Rowling, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Go away. Great. She's the person we're shouting out at the end. No, uh, well, I, we'll I, shout out I, instead of that. We'll shout out Rosa and Ella who came along to watch. Yeah, thank um, you came along to watch uh, and, and everyone that turns and, yeah up. and everyone who comes to the yeah. and everyone who listens as well everyone who engages mm-hmm. with what we do is uh, a wonderful person yeah. unless you're transphobic or a murderer exactly yeah. and honestly like not to be like sobby but this is kind of like I like order and like a kind mm. of like yeah, thing it's nice, and it's, it's a good nice way routine. to punctuate yeah. the end of the week mm. doing this Yeah. No, so thank nice. you for kind of having so much engagement that yeah. allows us to do this yeah yeah, yeah. and um, world peace yeah. Anyway, back to hating things yeah. for the next couple of I really months. need to cough so can we wrap this up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lovely to see you all. Yeah, cheerio, Love everyone. you lots. Bye. Look after yourselves. Bye.